This is ESPN Radio. I can't remember Anfred Simmons where you can look at any team in the NFL, no matter how good we think they're going to be or how bad we think they're going to be, and there's a storyline that will catch the casual fans' attention no matter what team is out there this year in the NFL. It's rare, man. You're right, though. From Miami to Seattle, from L.A. to New York. I mean, coast to coast, border to border, there is a story on all 32 teams. And I think that's refreshing. It makes it fun. Absolutely. You know, one of the hardest things to do, Freddie, for us every single year, and we'll, and we'll probably do it next week or maybe the week after, is you try and figure out of all the teams that made the playoffs last year, okay, half of them historically won't make the postseason this year. That has been a historic fact since 1990 when the playoffs oh. expanded the last time. It's on average right at half the teams from the previous year that made the postseason really? will not make it the next year. So good luck trying to figure out this year which teams won't be in the postseason that were last year. Here are the, teams, yeah, yeah, here are the teams that made the playoffs in the AFC yet. Buffalo, Miami out of the east. Baltimore, Cincinnati out of the north. You had the Jacksonville Jaguars out of the AFC South, and then the Kansas City Chiefs and the Los Angeles Chargers out of the AFC West. Yeah. Who are you punting? Yeah. Good luck. That's a really good question. I think the obvious choice could possibly be the Los Angeles Chargers, but if Justin Herbert plays like I think he's going to play, I can't punt on that team. I'm not going to punt on Jacksonville. They should run away and hide in that division in the AFC South. The AFC North, for my money right now, that could be the best division of football was all said and done. It wouldn't surprise me all four of those teams made the playoffs, but I know it's not going to be likely to happen. But I think all four of those teams can finish with at least eight or nine wins from Cleveland maybe being at the bottom to the Baltimore Ravens and Cincinnati Bengals at the top. So, yeah, good luck trying to find a team or teams. That made it last year. You that won't make it this year. Three. Yeah, good luck. Yeah, I'm, I'm in the loaded well, AFC. We're not doing it right now. Yeah, that's why we're not <laughs> we're doing it right now. We're going to marinate on this we'll, for another yeah. ten days or so. Exactly. To try and figure it out because it is one of the more daunting tasks every single year to try and figure out. And and every single year I'm wrong, <laughs> but this one seems even harder because the AFC, yeah. the NFC seems a little. I don't want to say easier. Okay. But. A little more palatable to try and figure out the Absolutely. AFC. Man, come on, good luck. Yeah, dude. I, I'm not even trying to do that because we, we thought it was going to be bloodbath football last year in the AFC. It's going to be even better bloodbath football in a loaded conference when it comes to the AFC. And the AFC East is loaded. Many people believe three teams out of that division can get to the playoffs. I mean, the New York Jets, not Aaron Rodgers is there. The Miami Dolphins are talking about low if he can stay healthy, and the Buffalo Bills who have won this division the last couple of years. Marcel Louis Jacques, when he was on some kind of show named Freddie Fitzsimmons as an ESPN radio host and an NFL Nation reporter for the Miami Dolphins, he's about Tua Tagovailoa handling that criticism that could serve him and the Dolphins well in 2023. I don't know how many quarterbacks have been a topic of conversation over the past three years more than Tua Tagovailoa, like more more subject to more more criticism to start their NFL career because first it was can he play with his hip with the, after his hip injury. Right. Then it was, Burrow and Herbert are very good right away. Is Tua a bust? Then it was, well, does he and Brian Flores get along? Then it was, are they going to trade for Deshaun Watson? Then it was the concussions. Now it's, you're not working in the offseason. So I think at a point, like, you know, he doesn't like to, he doesn't comment about everything. I've been covering for three years now. Like, we asked him about Deshaun all throughout the 21 season. Hey, you know, I'm just focused on, you know, things I can control. I'm here right now. I know we've got the we've got the Giants next week, and that's what I'm gonna look forward to. That's all he's gonna say. That's all he's been saying. So who has the more to prove between if I give you two of the time I low Miami 
or Josh Allen of Buffalo, Ian? Who has more to prove this year in 2023? That's an easy answer for me, and that's Tua. Oh, really? It, just, just because he's got to prove he can stay healthy. You know, he, he was 12th in passing yards last year. I mean, he wasn't horrible, but he, he, could, he couldn't stay on the field. Josh Allen has proven he is one of the best at his craft in the National Football League. He's one of the best quarterbacks out there right now. I mean, you, he's in that same conversation with, you know, obviously you, you start with Mahomes and you get to the mm. Burroughs, you know, and the Lamar Jacksons and the Josh Allens. You know, that – that that because I think Mahomes, I'm sorry, man, but – Yeah, he's different. He, he's just on, a, on another yeah. stratosphere. And then mm-hmm. you have that next level of quarterbacks. You know, there's, there's four or five of them. And that's where I throw in Herbert, Burrow, Josh right. Allen, those guys. Okay. And he has survived in advance in the playoffs. Tua has got to prove, first of all, that he can stay healthy. And that's why he took, you know, jiu-jitsu, falling, training, whatever the hell it was. He put on 10 pounds of good weight, by all accounts, you know, from Marcel-Louis Jacques. And the bottom line is it's not about accuracy or arm strength. That was that big misnomer last year. Remember how the Dolphins' social media account put this awful tweet out, or X, whatever the hell it is, with Tyreek Hill having to wait on a ball, it was in warm-ups, right? And everyone's like, well, Tua can't get him the ball. Mm-hmm. Shut up. <laughs> Please. <laughs> Arm strength's fine. You know, he is a very cerebral quarterback as well. Uh, he and Mike McDaniel get along phenomenally because they're both kind of quirky, I think, is, what, you know, is, is a big part of that, that chemistry they have. But to me, I mean, it's, the biggest thing is it's not about talent. It's not about ability. It's about availability. Tua's got to prove he can stay healthy. By the way, you can weigh in at Triple Eight, say ESPN, 888-729-3776. Who has more to prove this year in the NFL? Is it Tua down in Miami or Josh Allen in Buffalo, 888-729-3776? I'm going to go the other way, and here's why. Because you make a very compelling argument with Tua talking about law because all the things you said are completely true. Got to stay healthy if he's able to do that. They literally got a 4 by 100 relay team. At the wide receiver yeah. position led by Tyreek Hill and Jalen Wilder and all those guys. If he can stay healthy with the accuracy that he has shown, it could be a, it could be a special season if he's able to play at least 15 to 16 games. I don't think he's going to play the full season, but if he does, look out for that Miami offense. But I'll say that Josh Allen has more to prove than him because the pedigree is there with Josh Allen. We know what he can do. We've seen him go toe-to-toe against Patrick Mahomes and beat him in the, in the regular season a couple of times, even though he's lost to him in the playoffs a couple of times. But when you had the season you had last year, and I'm talking about the Buffalo Bills as a whole, where they didn't handle being the hunted well, then the whole DeMar Hamlin situation, that would have wrecked a lot of teams, not just on the field, but even spiritually and also mentally, where they had to try to overcome that. They get to the playoffs, and I said it yesterday, Ian, and I'm firmly convinced of this, they were worn out by the time they played Cincinnati. And Cincinnati put it on them, and they win the Olympics in Buffalo. They did put it on them. They were the better football team, but I thought Buffalo was worn out. I think you – Look like a guy like Josh Allen, the way that he plays, and he is so talented with the football. The fact that he has not been able to find a way to break through to get Buffalo to the AFC Championship game and win it or win those kind of games that people say, okay, Josh Allen, when are you going to play well in those games? I'm not going to put the Buffalo loss to Kansas City in the playoffs on Josh Allen because the defense let him down. He did his job, had a chance to put his team on board. They take the lead. 13 seconds left, and the defense decided to let Travis Kelsey go wide open down the middle, and they complete the pass, kick the field goal, and then they kick the field goal in overtime to win it. I'm not going to put down Josh Allen because he stood toe-to-toe and stood to Patrick Mahomes in that game. But now people don't want to hear any more excuses when you've been there 
or you've been on the cusp of being there and you had that kind of talent. You Jack Dalton Kincaid was going to be terrific at tight end for this team. You still got a bunch of filthy McNasties on defense, even though Leslie Frazier's not there. Josh Allen has to find a way to make sure that he is not going to go begging and not make his Super Bowl again for the Buffalo Bills this year. So let me ask you this. All right. Who ends up winning this very difficult division? I think it's going to be Buffalo. I think I, I got Buffalo I one, Miami you, two, Jets three. I think the Jets O-line is the Achilles heel. I don't care how much we hear about they're getting better and better. You talk to anybody who was at joint practices, they're still trying to find their five, which mm. I get. And then you want to have that chemistry, like five fingers in a glove where somebody grunts, you know exactly what that grunt means. <laughs> they don't have that, right? And, and they're running out of time, what, 13 days away from kick to be able to, to, to get that chemistry. That is the Achilles heel, and that ain't good. That's no bueno, right, for Aaron Rodgers in that running game or, or the wideouts. You can have all the weapons you want. If you can't block it, you can't throw it, you can't run it. You know, Buffalo, their O-line is, is not, you know, road graders, but they're right. better than the Jets. Absolutely. No now, now, the Jets have a Super Bowl-caliber defense. I, I think we all mm-hmm. agree on that. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people point to Buffalo's running game as a question mark because, you know, that is a whoopee for any quarterback. If you've got, you got a running game and backs that can catch it, then, then that, that is a, that's a quarterback's best friend. And I think James Cook, Dalvin Cook's little brother yeah, out of Georgia, I like that. is a sleeper back this year. I think he's going to go for about, you know, right around 900 to 1,000 yards. And you brought in Damian Harris out of Alabama with the New England Patriots for the last four years. He averages over four yards a carry. I know he's a bit nicked up, but that gives you depth in a one-two punch at the running back position. I think James Cook is a guy that not enough people are talking about that could have a big impact to the Bills in chasing an AFC East crown. Gary in Miami at 888-729-3776. Who has the most to prove in the NFL this year? Is it Tua in Miami or Josh Allen in Buffalo and why? It's, 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 this is easy. This is a this is a tour issue because uh, first of all, they were nine and eight last year, backed into the playoffs, and he didn't win a playoff game. And he's got all these weapons. Look at what he has around him this year. Are you kidding? And if you look at Josh Allen, compare him to Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers won one Super Bowl, and then he was supposed to go back over and over and over again. Josh Allen does not have to win a Super Bowl. All he has to do is get to a championship game. And he's cemented. They're, they're, not even, they're not even in the same class. And to me, this question is almost insulting to Josh Allen. No, Tua it, has proven nothing. Gary, here's where I'll disagree with you. You can't okay. just get to a championship and not win it, and that's going to be okay. That does not fly, especially in a city like Buffalo, where they got to four straight championships. And Jim Kelly has always talked about, if we could have won one, it would have been different for us. That's what Josh Allen is battling in that city. Just getting to a championship – that is not going to fly. That didn't fly then for Buffalo in the 90s. For damn sure, it's not going to fly in 2023 with a guy in Josh Allen who's gotten to an AFC championship game with the Buffalo Bills. I don't disagree with you, Freddie, uh, and he knows it. You know, and that, like, Those guys, Bruce Smith, Thurman Thomas, uh, you know, Reed, all those dudes in Buffalo, you know, Cornelius Bennett, all of them, mm-hmm. they're royalty. They're not paying for a round of golf. They're not, they're not buying a stake in Buffalo. I get it. But to a man, to your point, they will tell you, damn, what if? Yeah. There's mm-hmm. statues of all those cats instead of instead of not paying for, for 18 holes, right? I mean, they, 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 they're, they're already legends. They'd be immortals. Yep. Those anchor that, that's what that chip brings you. Yeah, that, those anchor bar wings would taste a lot better with a championship. 
than not having one, especially in Buffalo when it comes to that. Keep weighing in anytime you want. You can do that on social media at the X, at Coleman ESPN, and at Ian Fitz ESPN. And don't forget the phone number as well at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. With Ian Fitzsimmons, I'm Freddie Coleman. Thanks for joining us this morning on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Series X and Channel 80, and ESPNU. As much as Tua Tungabailoa and Josh Allen have to prove in 2023, maybe nobody, nobody has to have more of a proven method then it comes to Dak Prescott of the Dallas Cowboys. We'll get to that and his window next on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. This is ESPN Radio. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest, and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Really? That's what we're doing at Dak Prescott now? Playing Thriller by Michael Jackson? That's what we're doing? Listen, man. Good Lord, Alan Yates. Do something. Savage. I don't disagree, but still savage. He's Ian Fitzsimmons of Freddie Coleman with the very savage Alan Yates. Yeah, it's close, it's to, close midnight. to midnight. Oh, here we go. Yeah, yeah, stop it. On ESPN Radio, the ESPN app. Series XM Channel 80 ESPNU. It's not a lie what Alan just said. And I see the look on Ian's face right now thinking, you know, Freddie, he ain't lying. Windows can get closed very, very quickly, Ian, in the National Football League. You may think you have this wide open window. You got a lot of time. You got a young squad. You either just won a championship or you got close and didn't win, you're thinking time is on your side. More than ever before in modern times, sports are second by second. They're not year by year. They're not game by game. We can talk about, we talk about that with the Seattle Seahawks. Remember when they won and they waylaid the Denver Broncos? They're going to set themselves up for a great run. They still have that one, but that was it when people thought it was going to be three or four. Windows can close quickly, whether you're a championship team or like a Cowboys team with their quarterback, Dak Prescott. You don't know exactly how long that window is going to be open if you believe you can actually get to a Super Bowl and win it. Hell, man. Right now, Cowboy fans will take an NFC championship game. You ain't lying. I'm and, one of them. And, and throw a parade. <laughs> right? I'm one See, of them. Here we go. And throw a parade down Main Street. I mean, it's that's where the Cowboys are right now. It has been since 1995 that they have sniffed an <laughs> NFC championship game. 
And you know, look, I know Dez caught it in Green Bay, and in this day and age now, mm-hmm. it would be a catch. And they had beaten Seattle earlier in the season in Seattle. That's where they would have been going into the NFC Championship game. And who knows? Absolutely. But guess what? Didn't happen. It was a bad call, got overturned, and the rest is literally football history. And they knew it was a bad call. That's why they've changed the rule now. But bottom line is, man, if you get one, going back to our conversation about the Bills, right? You're, you're immortal. You go from a legend to immortality. Like Tony Romo is a legend. You know, Jason Witten is a legend. But they, 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 mm-hmm. they, they couldn't get it done. They're not Troy Aikman. They're not Roger Staubach. Yes. They're not Michael Irvin. They're not I, Emmitt Smith. None keep, of those guys. Keep going, man. I mm-hmm. mean, when you have backup offensive linemen that are stars in your town, <laughs> that's because you've won Lombardi's in a football-crazed market. And that were the Dynasty Cowboys of the 90s. I mean, let's, let's be brutally honest. And that's what a chip does. And I can't stand, like you just mentioned, uh, they only got one. And you and I agree on this. It is so stinking hard to win a game in the National Football League, much less make the playoffs in the NFL, and to win a Super Bowl? Come on. You win multiple? Dude, you're in a different stratosphere. I mean, you are. So that's what drives me nuts. Like uh Aaron, Aaron Rodgers only has one. Man, take the word only out of it. He has one. Yeah, you get one, you'll take one. Hell yeah. How many's Brett Favre got? He's got one. You get Thank one, you. you take one. I mean, Dan Marino got zero. He'd take one. Keep, yeah, he'd take one. Dan Fouts, zero. Keep going. Yeah, right. you, look at, you look at Patrick Mahomes in his day and age, and we mentioned how special he is. And he's been in the three world championship games, and he's won two. He's wrecking the curve. Yes. When it comes to guys like a Josh Allen in Buffalo or maybe even a Dak Prescott when it comes to the Dallas Cowboys, because that, that clearly knows that word pressure, we don't like it. But he knows that he and the Cowboys will deal with it until they finally break through and win that championship. Uh, I mean, I think we, we, at the end of the day, we've got to put, the pressure um, is what you put on yourselves. And so, I mean, I think at the end of the day, we've got to understand that our standard is, is win. Simple as that. And uh, we hold ourselves to a high standard and high expectations. And so um, nobody wants to end this drought more than the guys in this locker room. I can promise you that. And so um, for us, it's about making sure that we, we know our identity. We believe in our identity as a team. We go out there, we play complimentary football on all three levels. And uh, I think if we do that, just from what we've built on, on um, the offseason to the training camp to now, um, it's promising. Uh, I'm, I'm a Dak guy, and I, I believe in Dak Prescott. And, and I agree with what Marcus Spears said earlier uh, in, in, the, in the rejoin there, Freddie, that uh, this, this, this Cowboys roster is built to be a contender. That defense is naughty. Mm-hmm. At every, they've, got, they've got boy dog warriors at every single level of that defense. With Lawrence on the D-line, Micah Parsons coming off the edge, Kirsten Diggs on the back end, they have guys that will hold teammates and the man next to them accountable. The offensive line is, with Zach back, huge bonus to protect Dak Prescott and open up holes for a, get ready, folks. Remember the name Deuce Vaughn. Mm -hmm. He is going to be an outstanding complimentary back to Tony Pollard, who I think is going to be a 1,000-yard rusher, and he'll have around 350 touches. He can catch it out of the backfield. Touches in this day and age is what matters for running backs, not just carries, not just rushes. It's touches, and Deuce Vaughn, can house it on you because he can also you get him in open space, and good luck. I mean, he he is he's gonna he is a steal in the sixth round. All of that doesn't matter though right. unless Dak delivers a- quality quarterback play, and I do believe he will. 
because that dude is a grinder. It's not like he's not putting in the work. He is, and I think you will see the version of Dak we saw three, four years ago, not the one we saw last year that was a bit nicked up and throwing way too many stinking picks. I think Dak Prescott, in my, by the way, Ian Fitzsimmons, Freddie, coming together, little Freddie and Fitzsimmons in the morning on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Series XM Channel 80 and ESPNU. I thought Dak Prescott succumbed to his own pressure. It wasn't external. It wasn't from his owner. It wasn't from the media. I think Dak Prescott looked at himself and said, I have to do a little bit more. And instead of just trusting more of that process or trusting more of the play calling or trusting more of what was going on, I think he succumbed to that. Because you look at the week before against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, a lot of people did not think the Cowboys were going to win that game. They thought, oh, Tom Brady, last to rob potentially. That defense is not bad. Man, this is shaping up for another fall for Dallas. And he went out there and played free. And he was dominant in that game on the road against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I thought the next week he put so much pressure on himself that he was just holding the ball too tight. He was literally squeezing the leather out of the football. Because looking at that game early on, and I meant to text you during that game, but just why I said, man, he doesn't look right. And it wasn't anything the 49ers defense was doing. It was Dak doing it to, him, doing it to himself. If you're going to be a championship quarterback in those moments, you got to go out there and say, I'm going to be the biggest, baddest boy in this jungle. And no matter what happens, we're going to find a way to make a play, and I'm going to raise the level. You could see the team deflating each and every time it seemed like he was holding the ball just a bit too tight trying to make plays for the Cowboys. And you can't have that this year with the kind of team that they have and even more weapons on the outside to help you when it comes to Dak Prescott. No doubt, Freddie. And it's also coaching. I mean, go back to yep. you know trying to clock a ball on fourth down. That's coaching. You hand the ball immediately to the umpire. It's a parting of the Red Sea, right? Your center and guard are are giving. Right through here, Mr. Official. Right through here. Here you go. Spot that ball. Right right there. Here we go. Now let's clock it. Uh I mean, and 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 they didn't have that. That is coaching. And that's a big part also why I believe Mike McCarthy is calling plays. Because, look, the Cowboys are an 11-12 win team yet again. That doesn't matter to me. It matters in the postseason. Absolutely. And Mike McCarthy is going out with his boots on, saying, if I'm going to get fired, if we don't survive in advance in the postseason, it's going to be on me, and that's why he's calling plays. But you better coach him up in those moments. That's a drill that should be run. High school teams know how to clock a ball in that situation. You, you, you hand the ball to the ref. Give it to him immediately. Make sure he has a clear path to come and spot said football. They didn't do that. That is on also coaching. Those are the little things that change a narrative for a player like Dak Prescott, who's in one of the biggest spots in all of football, in all of sports, when you're the quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys and you're supposed to be a contender. Those are those moments that can change your entire legacy and your entire narrative. Because if they are coached up there and they are able to get that ball clocked or run a play, whichever one you want to go with, Freddie, okay. who knows what the hell happens after that. Okay, we'll, we'll trampoline off of that. How much will a Super Bowl change how we view a guy like Dak Prescott? Triple eight say ESPN, 888-729-3776. If he's able to break through, if he's able to break through with the Cowboys, who have not won a world champion since 1995, would that change their perspective when it comes to a guy like a Dak Prescott or a Josh Allen? We'll weigh in. You can do the same thing as well. 888-729-3776. Ian Fitzsimmons, Freddie Coleman this morning on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Series XM Channel 80, and ESPNU. This is ESPN Radio. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? 
You need to check out electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C ebikes.com. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. So whether you win or don't win a Super Bowl, how much of that really changed a perception of you in the court of public opinion inside and outside the NFL. He's Ian Fitzsimmons. I'm Freddie Coleman. I also appreciate you joining us this morning. Part of Little Freddie and Fitzsimmons on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, and also ESPNU presented by Progressive Insurance. Let's bring in a man who played against quarterbacks with a two-time Pro Bowl while playing the linebacker position in the National Football League. He is Lorenzo Alexander. Hit him up on the X. He's a great follow at One Man Gang 97. Lorenzo, we'll start right there. How much does a Super Bowl championship change how we view a quarterback or quarterbacks, no matter what, in the NFL? I mean, I think it's everything, right? Uh, because, you know, obviously our culture and everything about the NFL is, is about winning. Um, and if you're able to take yourself, especially if you, you know, obviously in that elite status, if you're able to take your team to that next level and win that chip, you know, we all love you for it, remember for it, regardless how really good you were. So I think it's everything in, the, in this league. You know what drives us insane, Lorenzo, is when people say, well, he only has one. Like Aaron Rodgers only has one. Would you please explain to people how hard it is to win a game in the NFL, much less win the chip in right, the NFL? Right. I think, you know, Madden, that's one of the things Madden has done is, you know, has made it look like it's easy. You know, people can get behind those sticks, sitting on the couch, and, and you know, they, they simulate their games and they put their teams together and able to win a championship after championship on the, on the video game. But it's extremely hard. I mean, so many things have to go right. Um, you have to stay healthy. You have to get lucky at times. And it's just really hard. I mean, there's some really great players that have played in this league. You know, you can think about a guy like Larry Fitzgerald or Kyle Williams, who I played with up in Buffalo. I mean, these guys were elite, top-tier players. Obviously, Fitz would be a Hall of Famer and played in a Super Bowl but never won one. I mean, it's just really hard to do and, and, and put yourself in that position every single year. And a guy like Kyle Williams didn't get to go to a playoff game until like year 12 or 13 of his career. So it's, it's, it's not easy. It's, it's hard to do. And so you got to give guys respect. And, you know, regardless of their greatness, it's a team aspect when we think about winning uh, championships. Former NFL linebacker, two-time Pro Bowler, Lorenzo Alexander, joining Freddie Coleman and Ian Fitzsimmons on ESPN Radio and Sirius X and Channel 80. You're in that city when you play for the Buffalo Bills from 2016 through 2019. Ian made the great point that, the four falls of Buffalo, making four in a row. And then they yeah. would be immortals if they were able to finally win one and break through. They never did that. What was it like playing post of that in a city that loves their football team so much, reveres those guys, but they were never able yeah. to win that one, Lorenzo? 
Well, I, I'll tell you this. You know, Buffalo's a blue-collar town. We've all seen the 30 for 34 for Bills Mafia and, and who they are and, and what and what football means to that community. And, I, I mean, they love that era. Those guys, you know, um, from Jim Kelly to Steve Tasker to Thurman Thomas to Reed, uh, they love those guys and appreciate the work and actually appreciate what they did and realize how hard that those teams were um, – uh, that journey was for them. And so they love the Bills. Uh, you know, I think that team really set the – really created that connection between the fan base and, and the team. And even in that drought, I mean, Bills Mafia showed up and showed out. And even when I got there, um, you know, kind of at the tail end of the drought, I mean, they, they love the Buffalo Bills. And so it's it's just really cool to be a part of that community, be a part of that organization in the history. And it's really amazing to see – with Sean McDermott, obviously Josh Allen and company has been able to do with that organization, you know, over the last, what, six, seven years. It's, it, you know, they're a perennial contender now. What's it like going up against a guy like Josh Allen or trying to defend a guy like Patrick Mahomes? Because right now in the AFC, it's just naughty, man. I mean, it's it's X-rated as, as to the quarterback right. play in that, in that conference. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's frustrating at times because those guys, you, I mean, you could do everything right, right? Guy with the best blitz, you can have your best pass rush move, and you get to a guy and they pull off some type of magical spin, throw it, you know, 50 yards, <laughs> hit the receiver in stride, touchdown. Um, it's, 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 it can be frustrating because those guys are just so elite, so in tune with the game, and then they just have that it factor that is gifted to um, to few where they can just do things and transcend, you know, uh, their game amongst elite top-tier guys. And uh, so you appreciate it when they're on your team, when you had that guy, uh, which we did with uh, Josh. You could see it early that he was going to be a really good one. Um, um, and uh, you hate it when you have to compete against them. But, you, you know, you, 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 you uh, actually look forward to it because you always want to play against the best. So what what do you do when you go to the bench? Like let's go and I, I love Devin White. He's on my all hug team covering my LSU, right? <laughs> I think you know where I'm going with this, right? He's got Mahomes dead right. to rights, right boundary. Mahomes yep. does some pirouette behind the back. Here, here's Clyde Edwards right. Lair, Devin White's teammate at LSU. Touchdown. You're D White, you're going to the bench. What hey, what are you saying to your teammates? You What's that I like? Mean, it's, it's like well, I mean, what you want me to do? I mean, it's like <laughs> I, I can't do nothing. I do everything right. What you want me to do? I need some help, coach. I need some help. I'm just not good. <laughs> Give me some help. I told you I needed help. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Simple and to the point from Lorenzo Alexander, who played in the oh, NFL from 2005 man. through 2019. Hit him up on social media at One Man Gang 97. Joining Freddie Cohen and Ian Fitzsimmons on ESPN Radio. I still believe the Buffalo Bills are the best team in this division, Lorenzo. I think it's going to be them number one, Miami, Miami number two, the Jets number three. Yeah. But I'll give you this question. Who do you think has more to prove going into this season? Is it Tua in Miami, me and Tua Tungavailoa, or Josh right. Allen in Buffalo? Well, I, I'm going to have to go with Tua. Um, and, I, and I think they're both dealing with some similar pressures, right? You know, every, obviously expectations, that's one of the big things. You have all this talent around you. Both teams are – really primed and geared up on paper to make a real run at trying to knock the Kansas City Chiefs off and, and become the next Super Bowl champions. Um, I think Josh Allen, when you think about, you know, um, the the history of Buffalo and what he's trying to achieve, I think that's a lot of pressure on him um, in, in, in regard to, to uh, trying to win a championship. But I would have to say Tua has more to prove because of his external pressure or additional pressure is, 
the injury and can he play and stay healthy, right? We saw the concussion and, you know, obviously the NFL not for long. Those are things that he really, you just don't know, right? It's really, it's a lot of things you can't control and he can't control if he stays healthy and you don't know what type of hit. It could be some, uh, uh, something that we see routinely that happens, right? It could, you know, it could be a big one. It could be something where he just falls and stumbles and, and something happens. And so I, I would say he has more pressure as far as can his body hold up for a season, um, to allow them to be in a position where they can compete for a championship. Because if he's not out there, obviously there's going to be a drastic fall off um, with that organization team as far as what they're going to be able to achieve in this season. Let's go to the college grid. You're a proud Cal Golden Bear. Mm-hmm. Oh, do we have to talk about this? No, well, you, <laughs> no, no, no. You, look, you might be going to the ACC, right? So just, <laughs> just no. your reaction. Your reaction to Sick. what in the heck is going on out there? No sense whatsoever i mean i i you know i understand that that money runs everything and, and you know obviously the dollar is, has all the power um but you know from a you know traditional sense uh from a common sense standpoint i just don't know how cal fits in with the acc and what that looks like for a student athlete beyond football Right, because basketball, you got to go out there for a whole week to play. I mean, yep. it's just the, the logistics. I mean, and think about some of the other sports that you have the logistics of a student athlete's life, how hard it already is, and what you got to do. I understand the money component, but it just uh, it just sucks that um, you could we couldn't have better leadership. And I think that that's the biggest thing for me. Right, uh, people sometimes laugh at culture and leadership and say, ha ha ha, that doesn't really mean anything as far as your ability to be successful, you know, it's all about talent and your skill and what you know, and it's not. It's, you know, at the end of the day, it comes down to character, relationships, and how impactful and how you treat people. And the leadership at the Pac-12 obviously fell short of that. And that's ultimately the reason why this thing got blown up. And so that's the sad thing, that you have people in a, in a, in a, in a position of power that weren't intentional about becoming the best version of themselves so they can make the best decisions that was going to impact, you know, thousands and future kids and families as far as, you know, what what, what college sports look like for the Pac-12. Great, great perspective. Great transparency from a man who played college football at Cal, played in the NFL from 2005 through 2008 where he was a two-time pro bowler. He is Lorenzo Alexander. Hit him up on the X. He's a great follow at One Man Gang 97. He joined Freddie Coleman and Ian Fitzsimmons right here on ESPN Radio. Hey, Lorenzo, great stuff, my friend. Enjoy the NFL season, the college football season coming up, and we'll talk to you soon. All right, fellas, appreciate you. Yeah, that was fantastic. I mean, he, he's spot on by Cal. I mean, yep. our friend Q Myers, he said it best. Money is undefeated. And when you got to follow that, it changes everything, especially more than ever before in big-time college athletics. Follow the money, and you'll have the answer yes, when it comes to college football. Yeah, College football, pro football, Ian Fitzsimmons, Freddie Coleman, you follow the money. We're probably not going to be too far behind that here on Freddie I'm Fitzsimmons in the morning. <laughs> I'm trying to catch him. I'm tired of chasing it as far as that goes. Which team is chasing that window to make sure they have the best window in the AFC East? Is it New York, meaning the Jets? Miami meaning the Dolphins, or Buffalo meaning the Bills. We'll get to that next on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and ESPNU. This is ESPN Radio. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. 
You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. We're going to do a little window dressing involving maybe your NFL team with Ian Fitzsimmons. I'm Freddie Coleman. Appreciate you joining us this morning. Part of Freddie and Fitzsimmons on ESPN Radio as well as the ESPN app. Since X and Channel 80 and also ESPNU, we bring in the immortal Pat Costello. Hit him on social media, Pat Costello 20. Because I'm sure he wants all the Eagles fans to have that beef with him. What Anthony Richardson did last night doing the bird salute when the Indianapolis Colts played the Eagles in preseason football. So we'll do window dressing when it comes to NFL teams. And Pat Costello, the floor and the stage is yours. I'll make Anthony Richardson cry, Colts cry. Uh, all right, so best window. <laughs> <laughs> Who's got the best window uh, between the Jets, Dolphins, and Bills? Freddie Coleman. I know you got to go to Ian. I'm done. <laughs> I'm dead. <laughs> Why are you so Betty Crocker over Anthony Richardson doing Fly Eagles Fly <laughs> in a preseason game, even though he didn't even else score. score a touchdown in the preseason? What does that bother you? Get one stat. I pulled up his stats earlier on NFL.com. No results. I still oh, man. Why that is a burr in your saddle, It really man. is. He's not letting that go. Best window, Jets, Dolphins, Bills. I'm going to go Bills because, one, Aaron Rodgers, you're, you're in a two- to three-year window with the Jets. Mm-hmm. I don't know if two is going to be able to stay healthy because, I mean, with all the concussions. So I'm going with the quarterback that has the what appears to be the longest longevity, yeah. and that is yeah. Josh Allen. I'm going to go with the Bills. Okay. What he said, let's move on. Fair enough. Uh, Freddie, we will start with you on this one. Yes, Giants or Cowboys? Cow- Cowboys still have a better window to me because I still wonder because Daniel Jones has that four-year contract, but they can opt out of it after 2024 if they're getting $82 million in guaranteed money. And they're not going to have Saquon Barkley next year. So that running back is not going to be there. And they believe that Daniel Jones could be the guy. And they brought in Darren Waller. They drafted Jalen Hyatt out of Tennessee. So they've given him some love weapons. That. I love that pick, too, especially if he can run more than just deep routes. But he can top off a defense. But that Cowboys team is pretty stacked on both sides of the football. And Dak Prescott's going to be there. I say that best window between those two is the Dallas Cowboys. I'm going to say the Giants just so I can have my house egg because I live in Dallas. So go right <laughs> ahead. I'm, I'll, I'll go with the Giants. But I'll tell you what. One okay. sneaky good draft pick, yeah. Eric Gray, running back at Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Yeah, he, he's going to give Saquon a nice spell, fresh legs. Remember the name Eric Gray. He likes being coached hard. Demarco Murray, running backs coach at Oklahoma, former NFL leading rusher, wore him out, and he was coming back looking for more. Remember the name Eric Gray. He's going to give you something in New York. 
the Bengals, the Browns, or the Ravens, Ian? Who's got the Ooh. best window? Oof. Damn. <laughs> yeah, oof. I'm glad you're going first. <laughs> I'm going to go with the Bengals just because of Joey B. Okay. Uh, even though the Ravens are loaded finally. Zay Flowers, everyone I talks about pick. You know, Odell Beckham Jr. It's Zay Flowers that is going to be the biggest asset to me for Lamar Jackson. Uh, you know, J.K. Dobbins and Gus Edwards have to stay healthy. Burrow's got to stay healthy, but just in a, in a very difficult division, I'm going to go, I'm going to ride with Joey B and, and the Bengals. I love Joey being the Bengals as well. Believe me, that's going to be the kind of guy that when he gets his back, doesn't want the most with it because he wants to make sure he keeps those guys together like Jamar Chase and all those guys, and I don't blame him for that. But I'm going to go with the Baltimore Ravens for everything you just said. I think Rashad Bateman is going to be terrific. Talk about a guy if he can stay healthy. When he was healthy last year, he was terrific for this football team and then the injuries, and they had a rash of injuries with the Baltimore Ravens. But you got him, Odell Beckham Jr., Zay Flowers. We know about those those bouncer types from the bra- from the bar that they have on defense that'll yep. throw you out of the club. They're going to play some good defense. I'll take the Baltimore Ravens slightly as a better window than the Bengals and the Browns in that the AFC North division. Freddie, we'll start with you here. The Titans or the Jaguars? Who's got the better window? Well, it's the Jaguars for two reasons. One, Urban Meyer's not there anymore. Two, Urban Meyer's not there anymore. I know it's been more than a year removed, but it took that long for that stench to finally go away. And it's amazing what happens when you have a coach that's really good and respects players and gets the best out of players. Oh, that's right. They hired Doug Peterson. And look how that happened for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Their defense was pretty good. I thought at times the defense took a lot of steps back, but then they righted themselves. So at the end of the year, you got Trevor Lawrence. And by the way, they got that Ridley guy that was out for a Thank year you. because of gambling. That guy's an elite wide receiver. And now you put him with Trevor Lawrence on that football team and Evan Ingram, who really had another blossoming season for Jacksonville. Yeah, I'll take the Jaguars having a better window than the Tennessee Titans. And I'm glad you brought up Ridley because a lot of people don't remember how spectacular he was with Atlanta. He was arguably the best route runner in the National Mm -hmm. Football League. You don't know at the top of his route if it's a dig, if it's a hitch, or he's running a nine route and going. He is – he's – Thank you for bringing him up. You're welcome. I'm here and the for guy you. throwing it to him yeah. is the reason I would go with the Jags over the Titans. And Mike Vrabel might snap my neck. We've known the man for 25 years. but <laughs> And I still fear him. Like, like, you should. Oh, yeah. No, no doubt about it. Well, he doesn't go to the gym. He lifts the gym when he gets there. <laughs> he still has that linebacker mentality, man. Yep. But because of Trevor Lawrence and the weapons there and no Urban Meyer, which, by the way, Netflix, what the hell are you doing oh, with that, Doc? But that's another topic. Piece. Oh, my gosh. But because of the quarterback – I'm going with Jacksonville. It's been a very violent segment for Ian. He's getting his house egged. He's getting his neck snapped. A lot, well, lot happening. Well, not for nothing. He's bringing the chaos to himself. He's inviting <laughs> it. Mike Vrabel, is a, he didn't get on the phone and say, hey, Ian, I'm looking for you. No, he's bringing chaos to the Fitzsimmons <laughs> household. Could care, he could not care less about what I have to say. All right, last, sure. last, last, last one here. Uh, I forget who we started with last time, so I'm just going to pick Ian. Uh, Bears start, or yeah, Packers? Yeah, you started you with go. me. Good job. Appreciate you. Uh, I'm going to go Packers. Uh, look, they've got, what, eight first- or second-round draft picks on that defense that have to start playing like first- or second-round draft picks. And I think Jordan Love is going to be a lot better than most people think. I'm going to go with, with the Packers. I'm going to agree with you on that one because I look at the two running backs, Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. That can be a quarterback's best friend. Luke Musgrave, I think, is going to be really good with Jordan Love. I think if they kind of tie and get you 40 to 45 catches, can threaten the middle of the field, open things up for the outside, Romeo Dobbs and Christian Watson, I think they're going to be pretty good on defense, better than people think. Kenny Clark has been terrific at defensive end. Devondre Campbell, if he can stay healthy, that could be a sneaky guy at the linebacker position. I'm with you, Ian. I think the Packers, that window 
is a lot better. I still wanted the Bears still believe that Justin Fields is their quarterback. That shouldn't be an issue in Chicago with a guy he that is, can carry yes. it. Yeah, but but I keep hearing these reports that, well, you know, um, Matt Eberflus didn't you know, draft him and Ryan Poles. They may want somebody else. Uh, it's just idiotic to have that kind of line of thinking when you got a guy like that. But because of that as well, I think the Packers had a better, better window than the Chicago Bears. Although, I'm peeking out the window right now. You should. When you, when you want chaos, you bring chaos. You're like the joke in the Batman kind of chaos as far as that goes. Ian has one college football question that you need to hear or else. That's next. This is ESPN Radio. More next. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com. 